0: In a world of stereotypes, being called a geek comes with a
1: certain image There is still that ingrained thing within me that is a little bit embarrassed about it In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream and behind every geek is a real story My dad was the one who got me into Star Wars and things Join me, your super dummy Paul, as I continue my learning experience and talk to the real people I'm a secondary school teacher, so I teach 11 to 16-year-olds in English. Subscribe to Era of Geek to hear their stories. It's one of them, like, you've ever going to grow up? And I'm like, no, why should I? I I like my
2: life. I I enjoy what I do. This is my
1: hobby. Search for Era of Geek on your favourite podcatcher or go to superdummy.co.uk slash geek.
2: Welcome to another episode of Indie Comics Spotlight, the show where we do a deep dive into an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. And here in the creative corner where we are today, you are so far removed from the big two, but you're doing stuff that the big two is kind of jealous of because they're like, wait, I can't do cool shit like this. So you heard you heard the laugh. The man is back for his third or fourth appearance here on Indie Comics Spotlight, Gabe Chang. Gabe, welcome back, my friend.
0: Thank you for having me back. Excited to be here.
2: I'm excited to have you. And so you're here, not just because you're awesome, which you are. Although one (laughs) day, I know our schedules are so weird and we're in different time zones, but I would love to just have you on as a guest to do what my other nerd guests do and like break down somebody else's comic, because I know you're a nerd and I know you've (laughs) got the film. So I would love to do that one day, to just be like, you pick an indie comic and come on and let's just talk about it, like analysis-wise. So sometime in the future i will Yeah, that'd be awesome. That. I have <gasps> a
0: I have a comic book club that i meet with once a week <gasps> and uh yeah, that's that's essentially what we do. So That's I, what we do. I, right. I, oh. Yeah. I get a lot of enjoyment out of that.
2: Okay, well let's we'll plan for that cuz i think it's always cool. I've done it with a couple of the other people i've had on for creative corner where i'm like, "Hey, come back and talk about something else." And so We've done that and it's just cool to see people from that side of the table, you know, still be fans, but also still be critical. And so it was cool. One of them, um, one of the guys, Julian, he owns Martian Lit. He came on and we talked actually, he's also an English teacher like me. So we did mm-hmm. William Blake. And oh, we, okay. Our argument was William Blake was the original indie comic artist. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he he did. I, mean, he I could re- see that. Yeah. It was, a, it was a deep dive. It was not a highly downloaded show. You'll be surprised. Our numbers were not great. <laughs> people were like, this can't be right. I'm not I did not and, and Julie even goes you came here for Wolverine but you're getting the English class and that's what we it was <laughs> so it was a lot of fun though so you don't have to pick William Blake but we'll talk off air we'll email we'll plan something for the for the winter that would be a lot of fun yeah, but in that'd the meantime but in the meantime we're here to talk about you your new kickstarter's out so this is coming out the day after your kickstarter so yesterday in the internet yes. your brother was the first person to back your kickstarter because uh, very
0: very likely yes that
2: is his claim to fame <laughs> i will be out there this he i've been lucky he's to- probably
0: also the first person to download the show too so he's oh, a nice. good supporter of mine
2: <laughs> all right thank you sir he was your co-host on the other show right
0: correct yeah yeah,
2: yeah. nice so this book i've got the first eight pages i love it um and of what i've seen so far i your um your new artist man julia i can't wait to hear more about her so give every tell everybody about crashlands i also just got to say your logo at the top gc comics <laughs> sharp i love thank this. you Bert. i love
0: literally and and figuratively yes i like that <laughs> it
2: is both i like that you you're just owning it it literally owning your own comics so here we are the new the new edition. We're done with talking dogs. We're done with vampires. This time yep. you're taking us off earth. Tell us all about it.
0: Yeah, um it is called Crashlands. It is about a um, impulsive alien smuggler whose name is uh Liv and she crashlands on earth dur- in the middle of a post-apocalyptic wasteland and has to rescue her sarcastic robot whose name is pax from a gang of dangerous marauders it is essentially futurama meets mad max um i'm very excited about it. it's another one shot uh short story science fiction comedy which uh is very much my 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 passion at the moment i've written a couple of them and and now they're all they're all coming into into the world and i'm very excited about it
2: Uh, well uh, that's awesome so let's well We'll talk about Julia at the end, but I, I, so you mentioned comedy. This is funny. The pages you sent me laugh. Everything you write makes me laugh. Thank you. And even for which I know was a lot more serious and a lot more from your heart. There were still really funny things. We talked about that when we talked about for how, how funny some of those scenes were and, and your, your ability, your screenwriting background. So your ability to like create funny dialogue. This is really funny. I like chuckled, laughed (laughs) alone in my room out loud. That's hard. You know, laugh out loud is a joke people wall but I literally laughed out loud uh, uh, twice while reading well I
0: I really appreciated that I mean like it's so hard to try to come like sitting alone writing the scripts trying to come up with a joke and you know sitting on it for weeks and weeks and before I have a an artist and then another couple of months before I show the finished work to somebody to so and you know that whole time you're just like is this funny is this a good <laughs> joke Um, is this too corny like so to hear people Ah, uh, like yourself, say that they enjoyed it. Like that, that really makes me happy. And I, I, you know, it was a similar experience when I first hired Julia, where I sent her the script, and she's like, "Yeah, this, this, this really makes me laugh." And there are some parts of it that, that really, like, she's she specifically called out. And this is a, uh, sorry for people that have only seen the preview on Kickstarter. This is on the top of page four. It's not in the first three pages. But uh, save me, they won't tolerate my sarcasm. Was apparently something that really made Julia laugh when <laughs> she read the script
2: oh that's awesome i honestly i think what i like about it is is some of the asides like the jokes that aren't even coming out of mouths like the jokes that are coming specifically from you in the letters right i think that's really important too and there's lots of visual stuff happening and i think those are some of the best jokes too Is like stuff that rewards future reading yeah so with julia you know when you gave her the script like because she laughed at it, so so was she like, "Ooh, here's a joke I think would be funny in the background," or were you like, "I wrote the background jokes." How? What was your? Not that you would talk to her that way. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a jerk, everybody. But I'm I saying, don't want
0: I don't want anybody's input. It's I just want no all, It's input. all just, me. I pay My you, name is all. on the front, and that's it. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, um. Julia is, uh, I think that she has pitched some jokes to me as far as the background and and just generally, it, and unless it is conflicting with what's happening in the story where, if, um, like I think in the, in the past, Elisa has pitched me some things and I was like, actually that, that doesn't make sense because this and this and this happens later. So that, right. that she wouldn't, didn't that know wouldn't when work. She, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, um, so unless that happens, I'm usually just like, yeah, go for it. Let's do it. And, um, uh, so I think that Julia has pitched me something, but I I can't remember what it is yet. And it might be a spoiler. So it's probably good that I can't. Yeah, don't
2: tell. Yeah, we don't want to spoil <laughs> um, anything. About but
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I welcome the I welcome the collaboration of my artists. And I, I think that like, especially when it comes to stuff in the background, because a lot of what I'm saying in the scripts is just like, it's a desert wasteland. It's, um you know, it's a valley. So there's there's mountains in the background and then it's kind of Mad Max inspired. And then that's that's pretty much it. Um, as far as what I'm saying. And so when they come with, um, with suggestions for what to put in the background or what I see stuff in their initial thumbnails, it's like my note, honestly, my note for Julia has usually been more like, Hey, like do more of this, uh, in there. Like it's, it's looking, um, you know, I want to see a big crowd or I want to, I want it to feel like, um, a little bit more imposing. Um, but yeah, even, even when it's been that note, she's just, she's nailing it. She's doing a great job.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree. What I like, too, is the is the way that she captures distance, because it is a wasteland. And yeah. I think that's really important to understand the vastness of it, because it's a it's a character driven story. And you've got this main person who's, you know, as you described, she's got a mission and she's on her hero's journey ish hero air quotes yeah. journey um she's on a journey we'll say but there yeah. is literally a cave though so i'm sorry you can't put a cave in there and you're expecting me english teacher to not say hero's journey you put a cave that's i i try
0: I to write in the hero's journey it's a, okay. it's a truncated version but i i, I challenge myself to write in circles
2: yeah, that's, that's okay and that's all right that's the best kind of story to tell you but you literally put a cave. so but i do like the, <laughs> the fact that she she puts distance in there and 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 I think the reason that you mentioned Mad Max and the reason it totally works and what we love about those Mad Max movies, what Miller does best is captures the vastness of it. While it's still being your claustrophobic, it's almost claustrophobic because you're like right on top of Max the whole time or Furiosa or whatever. But like in those early Max movies, you know, even the Thunderdome, you know, he's he's making you feel like it's on top of you, but you know what it looks like out there. So it's like such a good visual setup. So I love that that she was just like, what about this? And you're just like, make it look. This and then she gave it to you, and it's so layered. You see in her mountains in the background, you can tell how big they are. Yeah, really smart.
0: Yeah, she's great. I mean, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's really excellent with colors, and the, all the uh. yellows and oranges are really are really nailing it. It's not just as far as the kind of distances that you're like you're talking about, but as well as the the whole dry, arid, dead earth kind of vibe. It's it um it's contrasting really well with uh with Liv who is um blue and green uh cuz she's a fish alien um it's a literal fish out of water story it is um, and <laughs> she's in the desert it couldn't be it, and she's in the desert yeah, yeah. yeah um so i think that she's just i uh, this is the first time i'm working with her um you know it's always uh a a um i don't want to say a risk but it's always a little bit like anxiety inducing to work with a new artist um but she's she's I'm very, very happy with her work. I'm very, very excited for people to to see it.
2: Yeah, where'd you find her? She was she uh, found same. her. She was in a dirt heap. And Gabe, like he does, he finds the artists of the future. Not, no, not at
0: all. That these the, <laughs> these artists are are pulling me from a dirt heap and my and my ridiculous <laughs> ideas. Like make her a fish and she's got long pointy ears. Uh, you know. That uh, sort no. of
2: flap a little too. I yeah, like there's the some... movement on the ears. I love that.
0: There's she's she's great with the with the kind of very fluid motion, very fluid lines. Um, no, I, I found her on Upwork where I find most of my artists, the the freelancer website. It's where I connected with Elisa and Ben um, and also some other artists that um, that I've worked with for variant covers and things like that. And she's in Victoria, Australia, which is fun and uh, uh, appropriate for a Mad Max it is. Uh, inspired yeah. comic book. Um. So, but you know, even if she wasn't, uh, I'm I'm very excited, uh, very excited to be working with her.
2: Yeah. And so she does all the all the colors you mentioned, and she lettered yes. too, or did you letter?
0: She lettered too. Yeah.
2: Wow, man. Yeah. And so I love a good sound effect lettering. Let me tell you. And what I like that she does is her sound effects letterings are they move with yeah. the motion. That's very cool. It's not just like so. There's like a swish is my favorite one. Yeah. Well, so like the ship is moving and it the goes, the ship, yeah, and it goes around the ship. Her noise, yeah, and does. it's
0: inside the the dust in the yeah in the, that is kicking up behind it. So that one smart. really really makes me happy. I I love that one and um the thwack one when Liv is is hit by the bat. Um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite panels in the book and that that one people can see on the Kickstarter right now. It's right, the, right, It's the last panel on page three, um, and. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really fun to see, especially when you're working with a new artist to see their strengths come out and it's like, oh, wow. Like that, she's good at that. I'm going to make sure that like, okay, where can I have more opportunities to do that in the remaining pages that we're doing? Um, and, and it's been the case with, uh, definitely with sound effects for, uh, for Julia, it's, it's super fun.
2: It's, it's so awesome. And I have to say, so the variant cover, your sister did again. Mm-hmm. which is awesome by the way the purples oh that's just gorgeous i don't know if everybody can see that in the kickstarter that's that just... will be on the kickstarter oh my, yeah, my god sister
0: izzy chang did that um and this is the third or fourth variant cover that she's done for one of my comics I'm, I'm very very happy with it
2: it's gorgeous but the main cover i have to say what i love the story you're telling because again it's a one-shot and so when you write and i'm not a poet but i understand poetry <laughs> and so what i love about a good poem the the first line is also sort of part of the poem right uh-huh. it's telling you something and a comic cover and we grew up in a time I'm older than you but you you are old enough to remember comic covers that the cover had nothing to do with what was inside the comic it was just like let's just have this cool thing and then you're waiting yeah. the whole time you're like wait when was that that's a lie. I was lied to and then we got <laughs> to the point where it's like almost the covers were so samey that they were like ripped from the book and so it's like what I like is a cover that tells you the story without the story. So you're like, I want to read that, right? I remember the first time I saw Wagner's Grendel. I'm like, okay, first it's called Grendel. Right. Then look at that cover. I'm going to get, I don't, and it's the Wagner's. I'm just going to get, like, that was it. So don't even know what it is. but Put that in this save pile immediately. And I like a cover that tells you what's happened, gives you a, a thing. What I love about this is, our, our hero is literally jumped off a cliff, not jumping <laughs> off a cliff. She is mid-air. Yeah. And like her little sidekick companion, the look on her face is terror, and Liv's face is pure unadulterated joy as she's yeah. off a cliff. Brilliant storytelling there. What a great well, cover. Thank you.
0: I I mean, it took me a long time to figure that out. That this the cover needs to tell a an exciting story. I mean, a, a story that matches the the story within the comic, of course, but also a story, a story that is going to entice people to read it, especially in a medium like Kickstarter, where, you know, people are scrolling through and they see hundreds of things you got to grab people's attention. So that was a a lesson that I, I needed to learn. And so I really have been challenging myself in the last two books to do that. Um, and so I'm, I'm incredibly happy with, with Julia's cover. Um, and, and I'm really, really glad that you pointed out Liv's expression on the cover because This, this, um, I've mentioned Futurama, I've mentioned Mad Max, but the other, uh, homage that I'm making, the other, um, inspiration for the comic is, uh, is Harley Quinn. And so the, um, that, that glee and the danger and the excitement of, you know, she's blasting these marauders on the cover with her ray gun, um, you know, it's definitely, not something that you always got in futurama where it was a lot of like we are in imminent danger and um and thing and the world is going to end and, and also every man for himself which is one of the funniest things about futurama um is but there there wasn't the the glee in the in the in the destruction and in the and in the the violence and in the and in the 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 terrible uh, risky situations that you're getting yourself into that you see in a lot of, um, specifically in the Harley Quinn DC animated show, which I, I really, really love. So I was, I was trying to capture that same feeling. And so I'm glad that, that that came across because I, I, uh, I really, I like this cover. Like I said,
2: it's awesome. What I like too is that there's, there's a an era, there's a, Like a javelin, a spear that's gonna probably hit her if she (laughs) if she weren't falling. Like we also understand she's jumping off, so it's like the risk is there, but she's not worried, even though her her sidekick is worried. But like they're gonna, gravity is gonna work, and really they should be looking down, but they're not. It's so good, you you that I just think it's so smart. It's like such a great cover, and and I like it when. So, if it were me, if I weren't going to support it already, because I'm going to, but if I were the guy flipping through the Kickstarter, and I've done it before, I will totally admit some Kickstarters I found, I was just like, huh, don't don't judge a book by its cover, but you know,
0: (laughs) but you got to put your best foot forward.
2: Right. I'm going to click on it. And so you know that it's a visual medium. And you, as the writer, and we've talked about this before, but you having to know when to get out of your own way, as it were, and let in this case julia take the credit even though you've designed it right and so that that idea of having a good partner whom you trust because you just everything you just said everything that gabe just said everybody about what he wants the cover to look like and then he's like okay and i'm not gonna draw it though yeah (laughs) you know so you're like i need it to be all these things hey somebody i've never met do that for me so that is such a it's 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 rewarding when you're when this is what you get back that must feel great
0: no, absolutely. It's a trust fall. I mean, at that point I was this wasn't the first thing I did with Julia. It was we took a break between like page 5 and 6 or something and and did the cover, so I was already really confident in her. Um but it it is, you know, live front and center and it it lives and dies on uh not just the action that's taking place but the facial expressions. See the, the Char, Char's facial expression is very important as a contrast to what Liv is doing as is um, Pax's, which is a little bit simpler cause he's just got the bugged out robot eyes on him. But, um, but yeah, it, the Liv's facial expression is so important. Her, her body language is so important and she just nailed it. I don't remember having any, having any notes for her as far as the expression goes. I was very, very happy with it. That was another situation I think. And where it was like, Hey, more people in the background and like more things getting thrown more thing, you know, more weapons getting pointed, that kind of thing to increase the danger. But I mean, as far as the, um, the things that you're talking about, like I really needed somebody to, to nail this expression. It was, it was, you know, it was first try, you know, she's ah, just, she's really doing a great job.
2: It's so great. Well, I, 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 really can't, I hope when we soon, when we start talking about the rewards, I, maybe that needs to be a stretch goal or something as people can get prints of this cover. I would sign up for that is all I'm saying. I love this cover. This is a cover that I that deserves to be hung on a wall. It's so good. <laughs> I it's so good. And I know but like when Paul and I, you've met Paul and you're gonna be on Paul's show this week as well, it's gonna be uh-huh. Game Chang week and the comics and motion family. <laughs> but um he and I did uh, Cowboy Ninja Viking. He came on my show to do that. And we spent, mm-hmm. you know, half an hour just talking about Clayton Cole's lettering and what a genius Clayton Cole's is, the letters in that book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it seems like such an inane thing to be like, okay, why are you spending half an hour on the lettering? But it's so important to the overall vibe of the book. And so to me, to spend the time on the cover, certain things, it's an art form for a reason. And just like we talked about Julia's letters here, it's an art form. What she's doing is art. She's taking. And it's such a cool thing. Sequential art is so cool because here you've got this brilliant idea, which is and it's funny and it's sharp and it's as I said at the beginning, it's off world, but it's not, right? It's that old, it's that old Twilight Zone episode where he thinks he's on another planet, but he's been on Earth the whole time, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, it's like Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 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 Right. And a Planet of the Apes, of course. And so there's this idea though that the alien has come to us, and so like we're the hostile environment. I think there's a lot of political commentary to be said there. (laughs) Um, and I can't wait to finish reading the whole thing. But I mean, obviously you're saying a lot. And the fact that it's a woman, it's a woman of color. I, I mean, that's all there. So you've created this really thoughtful, political, stinging satire book. And you're just like, all right. And like you said, it's a trust fall. But I just appreciate what you guys have done is show what indie art can do in a in a really great way. And people should appreciate it. I do anyway.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, I I... I honestly wasn't thinking about a lot of the political implications of it, but there are there, they're kind of inherently in the alien on earth or even, you know, stranger in a strange land um, trope, as well as the, the idea of, of the Mad Max post-apocalyptic trope. It's, you know, it's, it's, they're inherent in those subgenres of science fiction. So, um, so yeah, I appreciate you pointing those out because yeah. it wasn't really my, my main thing. My main thing was, um, was the the idea of being stuck, which is something that I, I wrote these five short stories and and Crashlands is the fourth of them, um, all during the lockdown. And so I was um I wrote this one a little bit later. So this was, I think, post vaccine. So things were starting to open up. But it's it's the feeling of being stuck in one place and not being able to to escape it despite your your best efforts. And also the other part of of me writing this was I was looking for a new job at the time. So that feeling of, of sending resumes out into the abyss, of just like feeling like you're throwing them, throwing pieces of paper into a hole that's never going to fill up and just waiting for one person to please get back to me, like to prove that I can I can do what I can do. Um, And it's it's a very frustrating, very relatable feeling. And so that's what Liv is essentially doing. She's crash landed on Earth. She T-boned a planet. Um, as Pack says in the first in the first page, <laughs> and then um, which is hard to, to do because
2: it's big. I mean, yeah, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, she's very reckless. She is. um, and uh, and so she's constantly calling for a tow, essentially using her um her tablet to to call for a tow. She has to do it manually, and there's just nobody responding, and it's it's a very frustrating feeling. And so I I, I hope that. Um, that was like I said, that was the main thing that I was thinking about. And just as far as creating that connection with um a real life feeling, a feeling impatient, a feeling like I just need one person to help me. Like, and like I'm just I, I'm just sending out this signal into the into space. And I just like it's just taking forever. And I I cannot get unstuck. And and no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, I I cannot get unstuck. And that is um, Uh, that was, you know, hopefully it's something that I feel like, uh, people will relate to when they read it.
2: Yeah, no, I think, and I think that is true because it is always frustrating when, especially somebody like Liv, who is clearly not just reckless, but recklessness often comes from uh, it being independent and, and feeling like, you know, and her sidekick is a robot and, you know, so it's not real, really real, you know, it's like, yeah, so it's like I'm doing this on my own or whatever, you know. And it's always like the hero of Star Wars is R2D2, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> like at the end of the day, who solves, who saves all the problems is R2D2. Yeah, and R2D2 D2 true. is the Force, right? The Force awakens, and who wakes up, R2D2, <laughs> right? It's, it's, so, but it's but because he's always considered, you know, the sidekick, but he's he's really important, and they all know they can't do it without him, but they don't want to say it. And so, so but there's this with recklessness calms I mean, Han Solo has Chewbacca. He's not really Han Solo, is he? I mean, I know he's solo, but he's not. So this idea of of recklessness, but but vulnerability. And 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 that is something we all have to go through too. And I think that's very relatable too. And like you, you're looking for a job, which you have now, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah. So Thank but you. when you're when you're looking for the job, you are, you're like, you're alone and you're asking for help and asking for help is hard and yeah. acknowledging the help that's out there and who can I rely on? And the fact that, and I love it too, that, you know, knowing now that when you wrote it everything that like her sidekick is a robot at first before the person shows up, but it's like, oh, my sidekick, I'm alone with a computer sending resumes out. You know, it's like, please help me <laughs> AI, help me. Because yeah. my wife is in the, in the process of searching for jobs right now and and she is rewriting her cover letter to within an inch of its life. Oh, yeah. If if I don't have the right keywords, it won't even get... The HR person isn't even going to read it. Like it used to be HR was a human being who read every cover letter. And so you could just say what you wanted in the way you wanted to say it. But now, as you know, if you don't have the right keywords, especially if you're using like Indeed or Monster, it won't even get sent to the HR person because their AI filters it out if it doesn't say the right words. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, So it's... Yeah. And, and that, that feeling of you have the most powerful tool at your disposal to do anything you want, but still like, still you're stuck. Still you know? you're stuck. Uh, and that's, that's definitely a part of it that, um, that PAX was there and, um, and, you know, even, even he can only help so much because she's like, you know, can, can't you just auto send this signal constantly? He's like, you didn't pay for that feature. So
2: <laughs> I love that uh, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> pay for that feature. Oh, Oh, as we all know, and especially because it's an accident, you you didn't have the right insurance. You've been paying for your insurance all these years, twenty years of paying for insurance, and you need one claim. And they're like, "Wow, yeah." Even though we've collected half a million dollars from you, you didn't collect half a million in one. It's so <laughs> so. I just like commentary like that. It's and what I think again, and you said you didn't even think about the, the implications of that, but the fact that your main characters are women of you know are. are of color and in this weird place. And, you know, there's a little white boy uh, (laughs) who's throwing a fit in charge. I'm just saying, maybe you've got stuff to say. Uh,
0: I mean, I don't (laughs) want to give too much away because, uh, you know, but the big bad of the story is, is a, (laughs) is a 10 year old boy um, who gets whatever he wants. And so, you know, the, the, um, a great villain is somebody who is the opposite of the hero. And so if your character is frustrated that they cannot get what they want, you know, then obviously the person that, that they're going up against has to be somebody that it is incredibly frustrating for the reader to be like, Oh, he just, you know, he gets whatever he wants, you know, and, 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 and getting that thrown in the face of your hero is, is what creates the conflict. So, um, yeah without giving too much away I, yeah don't i, I just love know. it i love
2: seeing him though i'm like oh man yeah. and what i like too <laughs> that, that julia does is he's got and i know it's a wasteland or whatever and he's got freckles and stuff but he's also kind of like got a mud like he's made a five o'clock shadow for himself out of filth Whether he's that's very a-
0: dirty and also very sunburn which is yeah. something that uh you know she and i worked on together because of course why you know not that it would even be available um, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland but why would he want to put it on if he thinks that he is completely flawless right um, of course <laughs> so he might
2: i don't know stare up into an eclipse while it's happening or something like that i don't know something
0: like that yeah, yeah
2: i don't know, you know yeah, impetulant I, but, uh, yeah so i just but i like the fact because to me the filth but also the fact that it's giving him like this again like you know the grown men around him have beards because it's an apocalypse it's an apocalypse, but he's doesn't. So he's got the dirt beard. I could just yeah. imagine him smearing that on himself, <laughs> you know, like drawing on a mustache on his face to be like, ha, ah. I don't know. I yeah. just think he's a great villain. And it is, it would, I like what you say about a good villain being the opposite of the, and, 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 and also to make it a child, because you're also then conflicting the reader even more.
0: Yeah. Well, because he's, I mean, it becomes even frustrating when it's a child because it's like, oh man, like this kid just like it's got everything going for him, but what does he do? He'd be a total jerk. Like, um, and uh and you know, the the preview that I sent you, he's he's a little bit justified in his in his reaction. But then like as we get more into it, we see, you know, that he's he's not like good at heart and this is just the bad a bad day for him. This is he's a total jerk. Yeah. So um so yeah it's it, it is it's fun to have it be a kid. I, it was one of those things where it just it made sense when I was thinking about it. Like, OK, when um, when the because uh, obviously you, you come up with an idea that's like aliens in a Mad Max world, then obviously a flying saucer is going to go up against a Mad Max style caravan like that's just going to happen. And, it, sure. and I think that like readers would be extremely disappointed if they read a book like that. and It didn't happen. Um, so I'm here to assure your listeners that that does happen. Um, but then when you get there what happens you know what is what is who is the the
2: i don't know cuz that's what ends in the preview
0: <laughs> right sorry about that but no like, no it's okay. but i mean it's what when i was writing it it's like well what happens who is this big bad who is who is the ultimate villain yeah. it's like well for one who is somebody that you haven't really seen in this scenario and for you know secondly what is going to be the opposite of live and and third kind of which I guess was in the back of my mind, but you know, as usually happens when I come on your show, like you give me way more credit than, than I deserve (laughs) as far as my, my brilliant ideas. But yeah, it it is kind of in the zeitgeist of like, of people that act childish um, being in charge.
2: You know, it's a thing. And I think, well, the reason it's in the zeitgeist and the reason, so I, because you're an artist and you are, you made films and you've, you know, you were a teacher. So you saw, all the stuff. You've seen everything and you see how, especially a 10 year old child, and I know you taught older kids than that, but we're all affected by everything that happens around us. It's it it gets to us whether we want it to or not. So it's there. And again, because you're looking for something funny, but you aren't doing fart jokes. You know what I mean? There's a difference. You don't do farce. You do satire. So. Right. Um, So, of course, the only way satire can work is if you acknowledge what's happening and you're expressing your feelings and and what is happening. And it is frustrating. And to hear now, too, to get behind the curtain, to know that you are searching for a job, that is so incredibly frustrating, especially when you see who got the job. Because, you know, in the world we live in now, if you want to, you can find out who got the job when you didn't.
0: Right. Yeah
2: you know, and it depends on the, especially me, I'm in academics. If I apply for oh, a yeah. job in academics, it's really easy to just go to the website and you see who the new English <laughs> teacher is and be like, yeah. oh, that guy sucks. And so, <laughs> you know, you're, we're in that world that where everything is public. Nobody's just like, oh, if you want to find out who it is, you'd have to, you know, like in the 1980s, ride your bike past their house and look until you see who got the job. You right. don't have that option anymore. So for you, you're applying and applying and the jobs are getting filled and you're not getting called. And you could easily be like, well, that guy wasn't worthy. I have way more, you know, more, way more experience than that person. And of course, oftentimes, the person who gets the job is inexperienced because the person's cheaper. The person will do it for milk and cookies or something, yeah. you know. So you're like, oh, inexperienced. You know, instead of paying for experience, and that is a thing we do in the world all the time. We go for cheap instead of good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like all that stuff is is definitely. Definitely true, and it's definitely yeah. something that everybody experiences kind of naturally when you know they're applying for a job or doing something similar, but it is it is that sort of negativity that doesn't help what in that situation right um, and that was also what I was trying to capture in the in the comic but but kind of getting back to the reality of it, you know, you. I, when I was applying for a job and when I was writing this, this story, I I got really deep into like third interview or something for a job that, um, uh, that I felt like I was a good fit for. And it, you know, I got, it, it didn't happen. And, um, and I was upset about it. Uh, you know, and I was upset about, you know, who actually got the job and it was somebody who had more qualifications in this category while I had more qualifications in this category and whatever. It's like okay. Uh, it was like, all right. And it's, it's very frustrating because it's, it is that feeling like you were saying of like, okay, well, what makes them better than me? You know, I could, I could have done that easily. And then you second guess what you put on your resume and put on your cover letter instead in your interview. And then, um, and then the feeling of being back to square one immediately is very, very disheartening. And it's, it's it's all like creating a swirl of negative feelings. But in the end, you know, I, I found the job that I'm currently in, and I'm very happy with it. And looking back, it's like, I, I I don't think that I would have been happy with that job. I don't think that it was right for me, you know, but it's it's only with that changing of the perspective with that, giving it some time and, you know, realizing that that this probably worked out for the better that you realize that that negativity, that frustration, while it's definitely a natural thing and you need to let it run its course, it's not necessarily something that's helpful. Um, and that's also something that I was attempting to capture in the comic where, um, you know, the, the anger and the, and the frustration that she feels is not necessarily something that's going to, to get her, get her where she needs to go, where, you know, blasting your way, uh, through the problem with, uh, with the laser guns on your flying saucer is not necessarily going to make the problem go away or even, you know, and and it's more likely to make it a bigger problem. Um, and that's, that's something that I was, um, you know, that I'm very aware of. And it's, of course, it's hard to remember in the moment because it's like that feeling of being back at square one where you're like, like, oh man, like I put so much emotional, Work into doing this, and now it's just like gone. Like just throw. It's just like I said at the beginning, throwing it into the abyss. It's it's down a down a hole that will never be filled. So yeah,
2: and and you know, and I think too, because you said too off the top, is that it's a hero's journey, and so everything you just said is is that is she's going through it, even though she's sort of a you know a and she still has to go on a journey. She still she has to learn. I mean, you again going back to Star Wars. It's Luke yeah. Skywalker's hero's journey, but it's also Han Solo's. I mean, he comes back at the end, right? I mean, he, right. Has to, yeah. he has to come through it. And so she, I think giving her somebody to talk to is really important. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I definitely think she's got a lot to learn. And I think, too, this is meta hat on a hat, but it will also transition to us talking about the... Um, Kickstarter a bit before we both, I know you've got something to do. And again, in your jobs, <laughs> when we have real jobs, people, we have hard outs. We have other things we have to do. Yeah, exactly.
0: Or but yeah, I mean, just to, to kind of go off of what you're saying, I mean, yeah. like, what's the great thing about writing stories and and being a consumer of stories is that you have the, the, um the comfort, I would say the, the familiarity of the hero's journey where it's like, okay, this is going to work out for her. And this is going, she is going to learn something from this because honestly, like I've gone, I've gone times where, um, you know, you could, you could say that, you know, it all worked out for me in the end. Um, because I, I found a job that I like, but I've, I've worked really hard to get a job and then worked at a job that was essentially a toxic work environment. So it didn't have a happy ending. Yeah. Or I've been at a job for years and, and then spent, you know 9 months applying for another job and then just gave up because i couldn't i couldn't get anything and i couldn't dedicate the time to it anymore so it's like um you know for those i i hope that that you know it's not retreating into escapism hopefully too much where you know that is the the experience of the characters in the story i hope that it's kind of a but at least i hope that it's kind of a fun um relief for the people that are reading it that that have had that experience before that you know, it it definitely does take more than um having a positive attitude to to get a new job or find a new relationship or x, y, or z, what whatever you need to be doing and and whatever is analogous in your personal life. But you know, it certainly helps <laughs>
2: to, oh it, 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 it takes does. more,
0: but it certainly helps to have a positive attitude. and that's I think that's what what live is learning in this um in this story,
2: yeah. I, I love it. i and the thing is too, and this is the this is the meta part is that you. First, when you first came out, formally you wrote as a screenplay, and then you know you had to get kicked in the teeth. And as artists, as somebody who's querying novels, and I currently have one of my novels, I have two different people have requested full, and there's nothing you're just like waiting (laughs) and you're like watching the calendar. You know, Xing is like you're that montage in a movie of like, can I get the montage to find out if they're going to buy my book or not? I need to, but I'm in the montage in real time, and it's painful, and you. As somebody who wrote a screenplay and did all that work and then the cool thing for you now though is and this is where i think the meta commentary with what's happening with live and yourself in addition to work though is here you've made art you're going to do a kickstarter we're going to talk about it right now and you're going to talk about how people can support the kickstarter to keep the dream going but the cool thing is too is that you've said i am in need of help as we talked about live is in need of help but also live makes a plan she does get help she's got tax she's got I oh, know she, she finds the little girl and that's the last scene is the little girl driving the, how the, the, the one that I have. And by the way, nice right. of Volkswagen Beetle got love, love seeing a Beetle <laughs> driving the D- Beetle dune buggy. I love that. We own a Beetle. So I'm a big Beetle fan,
0: but that's all, that's all Julia.
2: <laughs> I loved it. Thank you, Julia. I love the Beetle. But what I, what I like about it all is that there's also you and Julia are making a thing on your own. Like you are also live beyond just looking for a job, but this comic is also super meta about you comics, you know. There is a time and a place where you couldn't do this pre-Kickstarter, pre-internet. Yeah. You couldn't be a DIY, pull it up by your bootstraps. You know, like you said, this this thing didn't work, the screenplay didn't work. I'm gonna make a comic. And then you successfully kickstarted the shit out of that comic. And then love it first bite. And now this. And it's like, so here you are realizing the positive attitude and like they'll they'll win. You aren't writing for DC Comics, but what you did this time is you're not. I don't need to write for DC. I've got my own comic company and it's at the top. The the (laughs) nameplate is my own and I just think that is super awesome and it's again a bit meta. So to help people live Gabe's dream and have Gabe inspire them to do their comic book dream or art dream, make a music, do whatever you want to do because this is what you do, Gabe, is super inspiring to me and I hope to everybody. I just think it's so awesome to say I can make art and you can make art because you're telling us all we can do it. This comic literally is telling us that, but you Gabe are also telling us that. So thank you. So I want to support that. So tell everybody how they can. And uh, let's, let's get, let's get this done. Let's get this done on day one. So we can reach all our stretch goals, which is, I want a print of that cover.
0: Well, uh, the Kickstarter, (laughs) (laughs) I I hope so too. Uh, The Kickstarter began on October 5th. um, So it should be out by the time uh, this podcast comes out. It's going to the 19th. It's a quick turnaround. Um, I uh, yeah, you can go to Kickstarter and search Crashlands, or um, I think you can probably put, the search... yeah, yeah, put the link. Yeah, yeah, put the link. Also, you can go to gabechangcomics.com, and the link will be on my website. Uh, and a preview of the comic is also on my website. Um, yeah, we're we're offering obviously the the comic itself. Um, we're offering uh, a sticker of packs. Um, there yes. is who doesn't a... want that
2: on the front of their computer? Everybody wants He's that. The best. He's yeah. a sarcastic who...
0: robot. Um, and, uh, we have digital comics bundle from some of my, my friends in the community. Um, uh, my own digital comics are available. My own print comics are available. So like you mentioned, love at first bite for Molly into the wilderness problem with parallels are all available as rewards. Um, I also did something really fun, uh, which I like to do is, uh, I, I had an artist create a, a logo for the, the gang of marauders in the book, um, who are, <laughs> who are the death punchers, um, which it's was on the, the back of one of the jackets it's on the back. Of one of the jackets, it is a skull getting punched in the face, Love it. Um, which I thought was the funniest logo I could think of at the time. Um, so I got a, a artist, um, Another person who's on the other side of the world, uh, her name is Ivana Gorachan. She's in Macedonia, uh, who is a uh, American traditional tattoo artist. So it's an American traditional design of the Death Punchers uh, logo, (laughs) which is the, uh, as I said, a skull getting punched in the face. Um, And that's part of the that's part of the rewards package. It's a magnet. I think it's one of the funny (laughs) one of the funniest rewards I've ever offered. Um and I'm very excited for that one personally. There's there's prints of my sister's variant cover. Um and and we've got some cool some cool stretch goals coming up, which uh which might now I'm just gonna nudge. (laughs) Yeah, might now include a print. If not, then I need to get I need to
2: get contact information. Is all I'm saying. I I love that cover. It is and your sister and I'm sorry Izzy, your cover is gorgeous. (laughs) I love the purples. I'm not shitting on Izzy's cover. And again, the way that Pax looks on that cover is ace. Um, yeah, but that that Julius cover, man, I love it so much. I can't not get over how perfect of a cover it is. I've not seen a cover this great in a long time.
0: I, just you know, I, I'm very, very excited for that as well. I have, I have, um, I, I, you can see it behind me, but I have my, my, uh, my comics on, on the oh, wall nice. on, on display nice. behind me. Um, and so I'm very excited to finally get this one printed and put it up on the wall. Yeah. So I mean, I could do not that. that I, I not that I don't love get... Elise's covers.
2: No, no, of course. Elise, you're awesome, but I think I could easily put, I could just do that. I could just buy the print two copies of the print and put it up. I could just do that myself. I can make it a thing. (laughs) Yes. I've got the, this is right there is a record that I wrote one of the songs on. So I get it. We hang our, we hang our stuff on the wall. That's who we are. We're the guys who hang our stuff on the wall. That's the name of our podcast that we're starting. (laughs) And we'll just give, we'll get, (laughs) no, that's the worst show ever. Ah, I can't wait for you to meet this. So, um, two weeks, how you feel? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a one shot. So this should be easy to fund. Let's get this funded people.
0: I hope so, and uh, you know the, um, yeah, I hope so. I'm I'm very very excited for this comic. I I um and uh I'm having like a backlog of all the things I'm excited about, so that's why I'm pausing. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's I'm very excited for this comic. I I love the art, like we've been talking about um i am excited to uh like i said i i wrote five short stories and this is the fourth one so i'm excited to get to the next one because then after that it's going to be a collected trade paperback of all of them which i'm very very excited about and um there's just everything about kind of moving forward with this and and getting it into people's hands and hoping that they like it and you know, and and like like I said, hopefully more people like you giving me the feedback that the, some of the jokes are funny, which I is think very they are exciting. Funny. I like it. Yeah, Thank you. very much. I like
2: it. I think it's hard. I think being funny is hard. And I know you love Futurama. That was your show. But it, it, that's it's hard. Comedy's hard. And, you know, like when they're doing a half an hour show like that, they know when they're writing them that every joke has to land. They understand yeah. that. But in a comic in a tight space you don't want to flop because you're yeah. like, oh, I don't have as many comebacks and nobody's bursting through the door. You know, I don't have Kramer to fall back on. You've got to, yeah. you know, and also
0: I have, I, you know, I have 13 pages. So like how much of that is going to need to be important expositional information and how much of that can I actually make into a joke? And, and, you right. know, and a lot of these, I have to, I have to try to cram seven panels onto a page and it's like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? And, and, and it's, a super fun challenge and um it's very rewarding to to kind of see it come together.
2: Yeah. And I appreciate that you didn't just do the Tom King nine panels of just one face. So I appreciate <laughs> that. No offense hard to the master. For me
0: too. It's hard for me to resist doing that because I, <laughs> I I I really, really want to sometimes. I but, know. But yeah, I gotta gotta change up the angles yeah. you know I, I like think
2: of, uh yeah like in sweet tooth you know there's there's lots of cool stuff that they did in the layout of sweet tooth right the way that the yeah. page meanders and stuff and that's the cool thing you're indie comics you can break you can break the panel anytime you want it's yours yeah
0: but yeah. i you know i love the the classic look of the of the curvy panels and and yeah. so i that's kind of what what my pages have looked like in in all of these short stories and so i um you know I, I like that and but i'm i'm trying to branch out a little bit more but it's it's well, you broke uh, the not panel so much with the... the
2: thwack, with your favorite panel. Exactly. You said, I, you broke I, and it. I also
0: love the the isolated just the person in the space with the automata pia in there and I also love a I love a good silent panel. I haven't put a lot in my comics recently, but there's few things I love more than a silent panel where you can really
2: Yeah. Brian at least, edward really Edward right? in the moment yeah brian edward hill he's the master of letting his artist go he's like here's stuff i don't know if you ever read any of his stuff but like postal his top kyle line postal it's like half that comic is blank and you're just like yeah. but you are totally freaked out you know as the writer he's totally in control of everything and you're like oh i feel my heart clenching yeah yeah i love it well listen man thank you for coming back so we'll think we'll talk we will email each other and gabe will come back soon sometime this winter to talk about not a Gabe chain comic, but then we'll say, Hey, at the show notes, you should probably buy some more Gabe Chain comics. So he'll think That'd of a awesome. comic he wants to cover and we'll talk about it. And I'm happy. I'm game. I'm open. Sweet. If I haven't covered it, or even if I have covered it, I'll do it again. I mean, I was like some, a different, two different people talking. and it's a totally different conversation.
0: Yeah. That sounds great. We'll figure yeah. it
2: out. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, sir. All those links, all the things Gabe said are in the show notes. This is good. Did you have a playlist that you listened to while you were writing this that you want to share any songs? Uh um, I can No, I need
0: songs. I need silence and isolation. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm definitely one of those kinds of writers. So i will like, come out. If with there's something. a bird singing outside of my window. I'm like, well, I just lost forty five minutes. Of, oh wow, of, of okay. Productive yeah, no, time.
2: Yeah. I don't ever walk around like I don't even walk around my house without headphones on. So I'm yeah. always listening to something. That's I, I so.
0: need I need complete, <laughs> complete isolated focus in order <laughs> fair to fair enough. Write.
2: All right. Hence, you're not a middle school teacher anymore. There's no such thing as silence in a middle school. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Gabe. I appreciated this. Off back to work to you. Off to work for me. Everybody, you should support this Kickstarter link in the show notes support Gabe's, Gabe's Kickstarter. I'll see you soon, my friend. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you.
1: crash you heard a minute ago was me falling for you. Love, it made me dizzy, I was in a tizzy. You gave me the biggest thrill that I ever knew. The moment that we started to kiss, I met my Waterloo. It wasn't a tramp tripping over the trash. It wasn't a Ford running into a Nash That crash you heard a minute ago Was me falling for you That crash you heard a minute ago Was me falling for you I was all a jitter, weak and all a twitter Love had hit me in a way that I never knew My head was filled with millions of stars All pink, purple and blue I jumped off the roof just as gay as a clown I thought I was flying until I looked down That crash you heard a minute ago Was me falling for you Crash, you heard a minute ago was me falling for you. Just like Humpty Dumpty, I went Bumpty Bumpty. I looked like a monkey doing tricks in the zoo. The things you said went right to my head. My big dream had come true. I got so excited, I ran down the hall. I missed the front door and ran right into the wall. That crash you heard a minute ago was me falling for...